hosts of Common Sense Investing have been helping their clients and listeners make sense of the markets for nearly three decades. Using a conservative, diversified, value-oriented approach to investing, they strive to make you a better educated, well-informed investor. And now here's your host, Eric Whiteman. You're not hearing it here first, but last week, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announced a formal impeachment inquiry against President Trump, accusing him of unlawfully urging the Ukrainian president to investigate former vice president and current presidential hopeful Joe Biden. Keep in mind, an impeachment would require two thirds majority vote in the Senate where Republicans maintain control, making the chance of conviction, at least at this point, unlikely. And it's probably why we haven't seen more volatility in the market. Now, we'll see swings in the market based off the political headlines, but I suspect the market is going to continue to be driven by the U.S. consumer and their ability to grow this market. And the consumer seems to be in decent shape. The latest unemployment data shows jobless claims near a 50-year low. Wages are rising at the fastest pace in 10 years, and there are more job openings than there are candidates. Take that, you add in some low inflation, a little low interest rates, then you'd have to think that the market is in decent shape for now. The longer this wears on, you would imagine the consumer becomes less confident. The White House is very aware that no incumbent has ever been reelected when there's been a recession during the campaign. So you would think that they're going to do everything that they can to keep the consumer going. On the technical side of things, it looks like we've taken a break. Last week, I said it wouldn't surprise me to see this. I would guess, and that's all it is, it's a guess. My guess is we'll stay in this wide trading range we've been in since July for a bit longer. Doesn't seem like investors want to pay more for stocks, because of all the uncertainty that's out there, not to mention that earnings estimates have come down lately. I've been suggesting that folks focus on defensive type names, and that's still the case. If you want a second opinion on your portfolio, give us a call. You can reach us at 301-770-5234. Once again, it's 301-770-5234. Or you can email me at podcast which is plural, podcast at xmlfg.com. Today, I thought I'd go back to basics and give you a few, a few rules that I think may help you be a better investor over the long run. Rule number one is have a plan and stick with it. Have a plan, and I mean a real plan, and commit to it. If you're building a house, you go out and you get blueprints. If you decide to challenge yourself and Maybe you want to run a marathon. Well, then you would come up with a training program. If at some point you want to retire, and I'll put retiring quotes here because retirement means so many different things to different people now. But if you want to retire at some point, then you definitely need a plan. The plan is the foundation. It tells you what you need to do savings wise, and it tells you what your investments need to do for you. And once you know this, Then you can start to develop your asset allocation of how much you want in stocks and bonds and cash. If you don't need to take a lot of risk, then I don't think you should. Since it's football season, I'll give you a sports analogy. 
your favorite team is winning 40 to nothing in the first half, do you think they're going to come out in the second half and start throwing Hail Marys? No, no, they're not. They're going to play smart. They're going to play more defense. They're going to try not to blow it because the goal of the game is to win, not to score as many points as you can. To sum it up, have a plan. Turn that invisible into the visible. I know a lot of folks are afraid to see what their future looks like, but have a plan. Develop a reasonable asset allocation with the goal being to meet or exceed your plan with the appropriate amount of risk. Studies show you're much more likely to succeed if you have a written plan. Rule number two, value, 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 value. You got it? Value. Be value-oriented. This is something I talk about all the time. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind you should be value-oriented when you're investing. I believe you should have most of your portfolio in value-type securities. If you buy quality companies and you buy them inexpensively, then you naturally assume less risk. Now, that doesn't mean no risk. There's risk in investing. There's no doubt about that. My point here is, is if you can take less risk and still get to where you want to be, well, that just sounds like good common sense to me. I'll tell you, the world would be a whole lot better with more common sense in it. Rule number three, be patient. Don't expect to have an investment pay off right after you buy it. You're not going to buy something and boom, it goes up 20%. Well, we can always hope, but you own good companies based on their fundamentals and you exercise patience. Rule number four, know your limits. You know, Albert Einstein said, if you can't explain it to a six-year-old, then you probably don't understand it yourself. If you're managing your own portfolio, it's important to know what you're good at and what you're not good at what you understand and what you don't understand. If you really know, if you really, really know what you own and why you own it by doing the research, it'll give you the conviction you'll need when the market's correct and people start to panic and act irrationally. Don't ever feel bad about sitting out on something that you don't understand. Getting outside your circle of competency isn't such a great idea. Rule number five, don't trade. I don't want you to trade. There are a lot of new investors who trade stocks back and forth, taking small profits here and there. But any experienced investor knows the futility of it. When you're trading in and out, you need to look at costs, the cost of commissions, fees, taxes. But most importantly, it's the missed opportunities. You know, you spend a great deal of time researching a great company that you bought. And then you turn around and you sell it because you made a quick profit. Well, now what? Now what do you do with the money? Rule number six, be cheap. Be proud. Be cheap. Be proud. Usually when someone says so-and-so is cheap, it's with a bad connotation. When it comes to the market, I kind of think it's a badge of honor. There's nothing wrong with being cheap in the stock market. You want to figure out what a company's worth, and then you want to buy it for less than that. I will say that you want to give yourself an ample margin of safety in case your calculations are wrong or your expectations for the future of the business is incorrect. But simply put, 
you're trying to buy a dollar for 50 cents or 70 cents, what have you. You're trying to buy a dollar for less than a dollar. Rule number seven, don't get, don't, don't get caught up in short-term price movements. Give you an example. Pepsi, I think is a great company. Pepsi may go up a couple of dollars one day, down a couple of dollars the next, but chances are they didn't sell more Pepsi one day and then a whole lot less the next. Long-term, I think real wealth is created by latching on to great businesses run by good, honest managers who act like owners. Those managers who make the right asset allocation decisions, who who grow the dividends and who grow the value of the business over the long term. Your focus should be the long term. Rule number eight, don't go chasing, don't go chasing yield. In my 20-year career, more than 20-year career, some of the biggest screw-ups that I've seen have come from yield chasing. Investors who bought what they didn't understand. If something is yielding twice as much as everything else, well, that should be a red flag. You need to be careful. And rule number nine, I want you to look at what you have now. Again, if you want a second opinion, give us a call, 301-770-5234. But look at what you have now. You should review your portfolio and your financial plan for that matter and pay attention to the poor performers. There are plenty of investors who have the tendency to sell their winners and hold their losers. And ultimately, what happens is you end up with a big ball of yuck. They're holding all their losers because they couldn't accept the losses. I don't want to take the loss. I'm just going to wait till it gets back to break even. Then I'll go ahead and sell. But that never happens. They're holding on to all their losers because they didn't want to accept losses. I think you should be doing just the opposite. You should be looking to exit your losers and hold on to your winners. Cut your losses. Let your, let your good ones run. Rule number 10, the final rule. I want you to remember the real rules to investing. According to Warren Buffett, rule number one is don't lose money. Rule number two, don't forget rule number one. We've run out of time. This has been Eric Whiteman for Common Sense Investing. We'll be back next week. And until then, remember... It's just as important to protect your assets as it is to grow. Okay, you've listened to the show. Now it's time for the really good stuff. So listen up. It's the disclosures. The things I talked about during the show, well, they're just my opinion and may or may not necessarily be those of the XML Financial Group. Don't construe this as personalized advice or a solicitation to buy or sell a security. No, no. You should consult your own financial advisor to see if it's appropriate for you. It's also not a substitute for tax or legal advice. I'd suggest you get someone who's qualified in these areas so you can get the advice you deserve. When you're talking about asset allocation, diversification, rebalancing, they don't guarantee better results and they don't eliminate the risk of losses. In investing, there are no guarantees. Just because you use these strategies doesn't mean you'll outperform someone or something who doesn't. XML Financial LLC is an independent registered investment advisor.